podcast exploring faith and fear, what scares us and what saves us. This is The Fear of God. Hello and welcome to the last episode of the year of your favorite podcast, at the intersection of faith and fear, where every single week, except the next four, we discuss what scares us in order to find what saves us. This is the fear of God. Speaking to you right now is one of your hosts, Nathan Rouse, and here with me at the end of all things is Samwise Gamgee. I mean, it's Reed Lackey. Reed. Hello. Hey, buddy. Hey. How are you? Um, you know, happy to be here. You can't carry it for me, but you can carry me. So, you know, oh, it's, I, that's news to me. I've tried and it's not, yeah. I'm not as strong as I think I am to yeah, quote. Yeah. Uh, Rich you know, the beloved, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes. So, but um, yes. well, happy new year, friend. Happy new year. Happy new uh, year. We're going to, we're going to jump right into things here. Listeners, you can find mm-hmm. all things foggy at the fear of God podcast.com, but it's our annual new year's Eve party episode. And like I said, we're going to jump right in. By introducing some friends and foggers to the conversation, you've heard from or seen all of these folks in some form or fashion this past year. Guess I'm going to call your name and you just sound off. I'm going to go in clockwise sequence here. Vera Gowdy. Present. Matt Murray. Hey. Denise Smith. Present. Dave Courtney. Hello, hello. Matt Roth. Hey. Jackson Harper. Howdy. And last but certainly not least, you hear his voice every week, Andrew Nelson. Hey, <laughs> hey. Happy New Year. <laughs> pew, pew, so pew, awesome. Pew, pew. Reed, oh, we got so awesome. uh some stuff to get to today. Why don't you why don't you just we sure just, do? Let's just get this party started. Yeah, okay. Well, listen, this is this is party vibes. Uh we actually uh decided we're not you know, we're not talking about uh any singular piece of media or film or uh or what have you. Um so we're just kind of going to round up the year. We're going to look back, we're going to look forward, we're going to look around, we're going to make sure that we're in the right place and that's what we're going to get started right now. So, um what we're going to do is uh we have kind of three basic little areas segments that we're going to do and we'll start the first one right now. I want to hear from everybody. Uh, what you've enjoyed, uh, let's say specifically a movie or TV show, something like that, uh, that you've enjoyed watching this year. It doesn't have to be horror related. Uh, it can be related to the fog or not. Um, so I'm going to go kind of around in the order that my, that everybody appears on my screen. And Vera, you are my top left. So Vera, what did, what did you watch this year uh, that has really stayed with you that you've really enjoyed? I watched, um, it is horror comedy, Totally Killer. Oh, I yes. loved that movie so much. So fun. <laughs> yeah, it, it's fantastic. It's basically, I forget when we did this, but this was, oh, I think it was when we were covering Freaky. And there was like Happy Death Day yeah. and then Freaky. 
And and we had said like, oh, yeah, so Happy Death Day is basically Groundhog Day, but a horror movie. And yeah. Freaky is basically Freaky Friday, but a horror movie. Totally Caroler is Back to the Future, but a horror movie. But a horror and, movie. Yeah. And it works. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's so it's it's really fun. I watched that with my wife. It was really a good a good time. Yeah, it was really, really fun. I enjoyed the heck out of that. Um so totally killer up there. Andrew Nelson, what have you watched? What did Real you yeah. before uh, before Andrew answers his question? I'm gonna admit to the party, the one, the only continuity guru, oh. Stephen Beckley. What? Oh hey. Yeah. hey, welcome to the party, pal. Hello. Oh, Hello. there can Hello. can you hear us? Yes. Hey, he materialized. Hey. <laughs> What's up, Steve? All right. So, Steve, we are in the middle of some questions. Reed oh. is uh, asking. You've only missed one so far. Uh, you won't go immediately next, so you've got some time to to think on this. But Reed is asking us something from the year we watched um, that has stayed with us. It does not have to be horror movie or TV show. He just prompted good old Andrew Nelson. Andrew, back at you, brother. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, what you got? Yeah. So the one I had, I had two two picks but well the one that i picked that i'm going to pick is the one that came out like two days ago um oh. and it's called the mission and it's a documentary about the kid that was like a missionary person mm -hmm. that got killed uh mm, seminal yeah. islands and it was very interesting i actually watched it with my parents which was kind of cool because like mm. we're different but it was fun watching it with them and having some discussion and stuff so i thought it was very interesting and the other that I'll devote 10 seconds to is beef the Netflix show oh that one poetry is good yeah I yeah. uh yeah I absolutely loved absolutely loved beef and I appreciate you mentioning it because it takes one notch off my list of <laughs> what I was trying to decide <laughs> to bring up for myself loved beef I still haven't seen the mission I want to it's on oh, my yeah. it's actually near the top of my documentaries to try to catch out before the end of the year that's very worth cool. a watch yeah glad to hear that it's good uh, Jackson Harper, you're next. You're up, man. What uh, what have you watched? So I'm a couple years late to this one, but I finally caught up to the Netflix film Matilda the Musical this year. Oh, I haven't seen it. And it absolutely arrested my heart. I did not expect for Matilda the Musical to be the movie that I watched over and over and over <laughs> again this year. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. just I, it's just so lovely. The songs are amazing. The choreography is very inventive and it just really gets at your heart. I, <laughs> and I, I saw, I don't know if I saw the, the nineties film version when I was a kid, I never read the book. Mm. Um, but then I watched the nineties version, like after I watched the musical and I was like, okay, I have no nostalgia for this. I don't think it's as good. So <laughs> eh, I don't know. Hang me up. For that but yeah <laughs> matilda musical oh it's so good awesome I'll have, to, I'll have to check that out i have uh i was a child when i read the book and i have seen the 90s version a couple of times but i have never checked that i've never checked the musical out i'll have to prioritize it um matt ruff you are up sir what's something you saw this year that thinks deserves attention um fall of the house of usher um mm. the mm. latest mike flanagan and it's funny mike flanagan I, I, he's sometimes hit or miss for me i really like oculus i really like haunting of hill house bounced off some of the other ones but um fall of the house of usher my, my wife and i both got grabbed by it right away and it stayed with it to the end and it feels like it stuck the landing and mm. um for those who don't know it's basically edgar Allan poe's greatest hits imagined as a coherent miniseries and yeah. with the fall of usher, the house of usher serving as a kind of framing tale for it it's amazing 
Um, and I'd also just want to give a quick shout out to the, in the non-horror realm, to The Diplomat, which is stars Carrie Russell as the mm. newly appointed ambassador to London, to, to, to England. And um, Rufus Sewell is her estranged husband who used to be the uh, the ambassador to Lebanon. And it's billed as a political thriller, but really it's it's kind of like this romantic comedy between the couple and, and the the chemistry between the two of them is the reason to watch it. It's very, very good. So Awesome. Oh, that's fantastic. My wife watched The Diplomat. She had, I think, I think enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, and then, of course, I, yeah, I love, love, love The Fall of the House of Usher. I can almost guarantee that's going to be conversation for Fear of God in 2024. Uh, almost, almost place your bets on it. Um, Nathan, I'm actually coming to you in my little circle next. So what's something that you would shout out there? Hmm. Of something I watched perhaps for the first time this year, right? That's the, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like Jackson, it was a little older uh, than this year, but something that really, you know, just just <laughs> after Earth was I was I was, I was that's where I, you were like, going. That's what. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. Well, then I thought about it. It's, it just slapped me joke. But I was like, I don't know. I don't know. You know, <laughs> I'll have to retire that joke this year. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's re- very retireable. <laughs> anyway, so no, not after Earth. Um. Uh, looking back over my year of viewing, um, as always, uh, anyone who missed out on uh, should remedy uh, and and jump on the Reservation Dogs uh, bandwagon. Mm. It's a wonderful, beautiful show um, that wrapped up its series with season four this year uh, in just this really beautiful, like like we we ended the uh, season and just thought, goodness gracious, we got to be more plugged in with our neighbors and our people and our community. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the main one that stuck out to me a lot that really uh, has lingered was, I imagine it was a, a, a bit of cross marketing, but it, it sort of stands as its own thing. Circa back in the fall, back in the summer, um, you two released uh, songs of surrender. This, this, you know, massive, reimagining of a lot of their tracks that the, the actual release your mileage will vary on how much you like that or not but alongside it they released a documentary film on disney plus called a sort of homecoming and uh, specifically it, it's called bono and edge a sort of homecoming uh so larry and adam are not a part of it but it is just this really beautiful i don't know hour hour 15 something like that that's just for people like me who've been longtime fans, I imagine for people who've always kind of wondered, uh, it would be a worthwhile viewing. Like, you know, I I plugged into that band at a time when they were, you know, it was post their peak, i.e. Joshua Tree and whatnot, but it was all that you can't leave behind. They 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 had this kind of renaissance circa that era. And and you know, for for those of us of a certain generation and background, like U2 was always that band. You're like, I'm pretty sure they're Christian. And so I can enjoy them with, you know, uh, uh, no, no, no problems whatsoever. Uh, but they say the F word on wake up dead man. Oh, that's scandalous. Um, and, and it's just fascinating to watch these two in their, you know, later years now and just be like, they are the real deal. Like they are just, uh, uh, the, the history is rich. Um, the faith is deep. Um, the, the talent is undeniable and just this special is very, uh, psalmic. It's very thoughtful. Um, it's, it's, 
there's several layers to it. It's it's David Letterman of all people. It feels kind of random in the moment, but it turns into this really lovely kind of intersection. He hosts it, or I say host it. I mean, he's kind of the everyman who's interviewing them and kind of seeing the haunts of uh, Ireland that, or of Dublin that that you know they cut their teeth on and 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 a running parallel to him interviewing them and other you know sort of people in their orbit. Uh, it's also a little concert a little um sort of unplugged concert that bono and edge are doing in dublin uh i.e the title of the the special <laughs> but but honestly one of the thing one of the, the biggest highlights for me uh in addition to letterman's involvement and and sort of how his involvement plays into the overall themes of the piece uh, there's just this amazing about three quarter mark um uh, glenn hansard of the frames and once makes a surprise appearance and and is pretty present in the the second half of it and there's just this incredible scene where there's this pub play, right? This, this, it, it's kind of all you imagine this sort of thing to be where they're just these very talented musicians and locals in this pub singing. And it's been a minute since I've watched it. So I don't remember, but it's, it's a YouTube track and Bono and Ed are there and join. And it is just incredible. Um, this, this, little bit of uh, you know i'm sure it was staged of course but it's very unproduced uh, uh very uh unselfconscious and just this really lovely um bit of uh music uh being played live the way it is anyway so long-winded way of saying bono and edge a sort of homecoming is my uh, uh submission to the time capsule for 2023 that's awesome uh yeah i i watched that uh actually you had pitched it to me several months ago i think more proximal to its actual release and i finally caught that last month and I agree with everything you said thought it was quite lovely thought it was wonderful um uh, matt murray you're up my friend uh yeah so my uh, recommendation something i'm in the middle of now but uh it's so good that i i feel comfortable recommending it uh it's called uh scavengers rain uh animated show on max Mm. The one for HBO. So uh, the best description I've heard it's uh, I've heard described as annihilation uh, in the style of Miyazaki. So it's uh, animated, wow. um, but it's a crew that crash lands on a foreign planet, and uh, they're all trying to survive in this uh, insane flora and fauna. I mean, the the creature design is unbelievable. It's like uh, annihilation was weird, but it's like if you could go even farther into the weirdness because of the animation style. Um, the show kind of goes there. And so it's just so, I mean, there's, there's, it's definitely, uh, there's some body horror. So it definitely hits on some of the horror stuff. Um, but just the way that, uh, cause you kind of, you, you, it's not immediately after they crash land, it's been, you know, probably like a couple weeks, maybe a couple months. And so that you just see how they've adapted to the world, uh, using, uh, some of the creatures and different groups have landed in different areas. So they've all adapted to it differently. Um, and it's just fascinating. It's, it's, uh, amazing to watch. And I always enjoy a, you know, 25 minute show just because it just feels a little more doable than, than some of these longer shows or movies. So yeah, highly recommend that one. Awesome. What was the name of it again? Scavengers rain on uh, scavengers rain. And, uh, yep. my last question, what's the, um, scope of it? How, how long, how many episodes, that kind of thing? I believe it's, uh, so each episode is about 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I believe it's either 10 or 12 episodes. For the oh, season. cool. Oh, very cool. Yes, I, it's very doable. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. 
Awesome. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. Sounds, I mean, as soon as you said like Annihilation meets Miyazaki, I was like, oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah, that's, <laughs> where that's do, a sell point right there. Yeah. Where do I <laughs> sign? <laughs> exactly. Um, Denise, you're up. What's something that you've seen? I have a question first for <laughs> Matt. Is it scavenger's reign as in like precipitation from the sky or the ruling class? Uh, ruling class. Oh. Yeah. Bira, I knew those signs. I knew them. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so much easier to differentiate it visually. (laughs) Those those I knew. Uh, And I also just want to say, Vera, I made a comment on one of her TikToks that was meant to be sarcastic. And after I went... (laughs) <laughs> and after I went back and read it, I was like, there is no way anybody would ever be able to tell that that was sarcastic. <laughs> so I just looked like a, an idiot. Um, but well, when I made the reply video, I said, you did. She's joking at sarcasm. <laughs> yes, thank you for being so kind. <laughs> Denise got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly they're like, dur, 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 dur. It, just so you know, everybody um, saying LOL does not mean that they understand that you are being sarcastic (laughs) 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 Um, to do the slash sarcasm at the bottom yes yeah but i ran out of room Um, i know (laughs) um too much sarcasm uh okay so what i have watched so i was a little late to the party on this one Mm. um but ted lasso Mm. (gasps) um that we uh borrowed someone's uh apple plus sign in um so that just so we could watch it um specifically for that show um and we wanted to watch it uh to catch up in time to watch the last season oh god yeah that i did not know was the last season Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. until it ended and i'm like what the hell is that the end (laughs) <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But yeah, uh Ted Lasso. It's uh it's still say some of the lines from it. I have a big believe poster o- on our wall. Um and uh it's yeah, so Ted Lasso. Um nice. ab- absolute hours and hours of love and affection have been poured onto that onto that show. My wife shared something with me. I forget exactly when, but it's this beautiful poster that has silhouettes of all the key characters from Ted Lasso. And and it's a kind of an artistic rendering. It's not uh, photos. It's it's an artistic rendering. So, like, of course, Lasso's in the middle with the word believe. But then they have other key characters with another word beside them. So, like, Keely has persevere. Rebecca has reclaim. um, I think Jamie Tart has trust. Um, and then, um, Danny Rojas has like Viva and everything. It's just, it's just a lovely, it's a lovely little poster. And it's got like just pretty much everybody that you can think of that would be significant to that show in this lovely little rendition. Uh, but my favorite of them is, uh, you know, it's all these words of affirmation, like grow, evolve, or, you know, like evolve, care, shine or whatever next to Roy Kent. It has the word grow. And then there's an L in parentheses under it for growl, (laughs) (laughs) which I thought was perfect. Um, Anyway, yes, that's wonderful. Um, Dave, you're up. What have you seen? Um, Well, I decided to, uh, I was going through my list and there was a couple that I thought uh, would be maybe a little more well-known. 
they were at the top of my list this year as far as things that uh, I'm still thinking through probably could be fighting for my number one spot once the end of the year comes mm. um, are you there God uh, it's me Margaret is one of oh. them anatomy of a fall um, but what I actually wanted to do is um, give just like uh, a little shout out to three indie films because they're all kind of connected <laughs> in a very similar vein one's called jewels and uh j-u-l-e-s mm. um it's an incredible little film by the director of uh puzzle and it's basically about a flying saucer that li- uh, lands in this elderly man's backyard and um he's struggling with dementia and it kind of follows through his journey with the community and with this strange object that's uh <laughs> kind of fallen in his backyard but it's a really incredible human drama um and actually all three of these are if you like a mix between like science and some of these like science fiction um science and human drama and philosophy um these are really really great the the second one is called artifice girl and it's a single location drama that follows an ai and its creator in a room as these uh, this drama kind of unfolds and it really kind of probes into a lot of the philosophical parts of that question of of an AI that's um, you know kind of gaining some agency in in the world and it explores some uh, some of the tough questions but I think it's very relevant and very very intriguing and then my last one was called linoleum and uh reed i actually thought about you if i don't know if you've seen this one yet it is Um, high on my radar because of um gaffigan because i know he's in it um okay yeah Yeah. but i haven't seen it okay well i thought of you because it's it basically it's it's a host of um, a failing children's science program and Mm. he is as reed did before of course (laughs) (laughs) tears (laughs) Um, he he wants to fulfill this like childhood dream of um, building a rocket ship and going to space. Oh. So he's trying to build this in his garage. That, that's just like the very, very basic premise. But um, yeah, it's really incredible, especially if you have any intrigue about like space and kind of oh. philosophy stuff that surrounds that. And I didn't even know the premise, but that is so my jam. Thinking of me with that is like right on point. That is a that is a film that's like, hey, Reed, would you like a movie? Here you go. <laughs> so yeah. yes, uh, I'm excited. I always love following your um, movie watches because you have a real knack for unearthing some independent things that either I've heard of but hadn't you know don't hear anybody else talking about or oh I've never heard of that but that sounds like right up my alley I love I love the premise of all of those I had heard of all three of the films before but hadn't seen any of them so they're all on my list now um thank you for that Dave uh Steve what you got for us hi hello <laughs> hello I think I'm going to put forth uh, another independent film that I saw this year it was actually released in 2018 but I found it on Amazon Prime it's called Look Away, and mm. uh, this is a movie about uh, a teenage girl who's an only child, lives with uh, mom and dad who are, uh, it seems to be a well-off, wealthy family. Uh, her father is a uh, uh, plastic surgeon, played by mm. Jason Isaacs, um, and the mother is played by Mira Sorvino, 
Ooh. Um, but uh, she's not getting along well in, in uh, high school. Um, she's being picked on sometimes. But she has a, a good friend who, who still sort of like uses her uh, to, to like make herself feel better is what it seems like. Um, but then there's a, there's a paranormal part to it where um, her reflection in the bathroom mirror seems to be like a from a from an alternate universe and doesn't follow her movements all the time and starts talking to her wow um it's it's like and she's her the main character's name is maria but the uh, alternate version is maria spelled backwards aram <laughs> oh um yeah and and she tells her to to uh you know, put her hands and her nose on the mirror and at first she doesn't do it but eventually when she does do it they switch places and, that's and, not good and maria's tra- <laughs> trapped in the mirror world and aram who is a lot more uh of an extrovert and uh uh yeah she she just goes about maria's life and uh uh is a little more nefarious than the wish it does and that's where the horror comes into it <laughs> wow yeah and it's yeah and it's actually it takes place or i don't know if it takes place but it was filmed in canada in uh in dave's hometown there winnipeg Hmm. Yeah, so it's like a cold, wintry environment during the movie. Ooh, um, and there's um, the girls in the movie are, or the main character is learning ice skating, and they actually—I don't know if this would ever take place in real life—but uh, there's a, there's a big dance, like a prom in the movie that takes place, like everybody is skating on the, on a out on the ice. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> awesome! So, yeah, awesome. I guess it's just taken for granted that everybody either knows knows skating enough that they can can go instead of <laughs> dancing, like- they're skating. <laughs> it's like uh what does they call those flash mobs <laughs> For, yeah. but everybody's ice skating instead of dancing but uh, it, it's it is a bit a bit dark because uh you know the the Aram when she comes in and confronts all these sort of enemies or, or people that have uh you know caused distress to Maria in her life then uh she gets a little murdery she gets a little stabby (laughs) wow i feel like it's a real missed opportunity if if literally no one in this movie says how do you solve a problem like maria Mm. (laughs) (laughs) like i really hope really hope that happens Uh, i would recommend it no prom is not a thing by the way (laughs) (laughs) it's not just a thing canadians do is yeah no prom yeah well they call it the snowball right Uh haha Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. The main character I learned after the movie. What? What was it called again? Oh, it's called uh, Look Away. And uh, the main character I found out afterwards is played by India Isley. And she's actually the the daughter of uh, Olivia Hussey. Really? Oh, wow. She she was uh, the main character, the the final girl, I guess, in in, uh, Black Christmas. She was also in uh, in the 1990 version of It. Yeah. Well, and I know Olivia Hussey. She was mary the mother of jesus and jesus of nazareth that's the first place i saw her and then okay. uh, they were still showing the franco zeffirelli <laughs> romeo and juliet when i was growing up she's uh juliet in that um but uh yeah so much prominence for me with that mini series of jesus of nazareth so i know olivia hussey primarily as that but uh it's always cool when i say oh connection to that that's really cool i will have to that man y'all are making my to watch list grow <laughs> and I don't have any more time to do it. Um, so uh, I'll, I'll wrap us off and then Nathan, you can take us into our next segment. Um, so uh, I have uh, two things I want to mention. One thing super brief, the other one only slightly less brief. Um, so I got the opportunity 
this year uh we've done it before but around my birthday my wife and son and i went to a cabin in the mountains uh there's some mountains near us and uh it's just a lovely rustic setting and uh i got to on you know basically for my birthday night to close off my birthday night uh my wife was like okay after sawyer and i go to bed crank up the fireplace go out and you know watch whatever scary movie you want to watch and i watched uh, a, a movie called The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster, which is a take on Frankenstein uh, that I responded to very positively. I thought it was great. I thought it was inventive. Um, some of the reviews have been a little bit more mixed than my enthusiasm for it, maybe fueled by the environment I was in, but I loved it. Um, it's basically, if you think of you know the new wave of like Jordan Peele sensibilities tackling the Frankenstein story, uh, it's, uh, it's really strong. I liked it quite a bit. Um, but the last thing I wanted to mention, only slightly less brief, is um, so obviously we lost William Friedkin this year, uh, director of my favorite film, The Exorcist. But I didn't know uh, until after he had died that that he had a film that he had just wrapped that was completing that released this year. So Friedkin passed away um, and a lot of people were talking about the new Exorcist film that was coming out. But Friedkin's final film was a direct release to Showtime called The Kane Mutiny Court Martial. It is a remake of an old classic uh, that starred Humphrey Bogard called The Kane Mutiny. And this one stars Kiefer Sutherland as, um, uh, uh, I forget his rank in the Navy, but his last name is Quig. And uh, basically, during a, a, a tumultuous thunderstorm while out on the water, Quig's crew basically claimed he was unfit and assumed command. And the person who led that charge to assume command basically uh, created a, a mutinous act. And this film is his trial. It's his court-martial. The entire movie takes place in the... It, it's, it's the trial. That's it. There is literally only one scene in the entire film that does not take place in that courtroom. No reenactments, no dramatizations. It's all dialogue and performance. And uh, I thought it was riveting, not just fueled by, you know, it being Friedkin's kind of final statement, uh, you know, before he left the world. But uh, I, I thought it was really affecting. It's very nuanced and complex. And if you like courtroom dramas, um, it's it's a fantastic one. Um, the story entirely plays out through testimony and cross-examination. So if you're into that kind of thing, if that thing's your jam, you really should prioritize the Kane Mutiny Court Martial. It's a very, very good film with some outstanding performances and a rock-solid script. So, loved it. And that is uh, what stayed with me this year. So. Matt's going to go watch it right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's just like, I'm out. I know. I'm going to go start a paper route right now. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh speaking of people we lost this year um okay thank you for that everybody you've just uh uh aided reed in in assembling even more things he needs to watch um uh so we are now going to enter the next stage of our new year's eve party and we're going to test out a brand new segment yes present foggers you are guinea pigs on an idea we've been batting around a little bit and while reed knows the idea of this segment he doesn't know the actual content that is to come uh this brand new segment that uh, we may repeat over the course of time we're just going to call trailer talk and you who are on this call we are about to watch a few trailers together okay and then i am going to ask you questions 
about what you have seen. It is all in good fun. Have some creative fun with the answers to this question. Don't overthink it. The goal is what? Fun. So these are some horror movies that are due to come out in 2024, right? This is a New Year's Eve party. We're looking back. We just looked back. Now we're looking forward. Okay. So the first one, I will punt what was going to be the first one to the next one because it's all just too real. Um, So we won't start with that one. Uh, The first one and how this is going to work. I'm going to read the, I'm going to tell you the title of the film. I'm going to tell you the release date, a little bit about it. And then uh, uh, everyone on this call is going to watch the trailer together via uh, uh, a screen sharing scenario. Uh, Listeners at home, uh, uh, feel free to go check these trailers out. You're going to hear us uh, talk about them. Um, Reed will do some deft editing to ensure this all is clean and makes sense. The first one up, releasing January 5th, stars Wyatt Russell and Carrie Condon, and it's called Night Swim. Dislike. <laughs> Big nope. I, I don't know. Could be good. Could could be good. Right, no, t- don't judge share yet, Matt. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, but still. All right. So what we all just watched, and I think everyone's done. Dave has gone to jump in his pool in January in Canada. Um, <laughs> we have all just watched the trailer for Night Swim, re- a release date of January 5th. Uh, first reactions, Vera Gowdy, go. Everything I fear is under the surface. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> That was that looks legit. Okay, so I've got a bunch of questions here, and I'm just going to popcorn based on the movie trailer we just watched. I won't ask all of these for every trailer. Um, uh, Vera, will Night Swim have a sad ending or a happy ending? Oh, I think it's going to have a sad ending. I think it's, Mm. yeah. I think it's going to be like a twist sad ending. You think it ends happy, and then something not happy happens. Yeah, and we got to start thinking about the sequel to Night Swim, Night, night, Night Swimming. Oh, it's going to be in a larger body of water. It's going to be worse. French swim. (laughs) I think they should have titled it Marco, and then the sequel will be Polo. (laughs) 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 No, one of the that that trailer is solid. One of the nastiest bits about it is the hair the hair part at the very beginning Mm -hmm. that's coming out of the (laughs) the trap. That's the poop water. The poop water. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. That's just normal springtime, like. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I can vouch. Um, I grew up when I was a kid. We had a pool, and cleaning out the pool filter is one of the grossest things you can ever do. It is awful. It had me thinking of Bill Murray with the the payday bar and uh, what was it, (laughs) Caddyshack? Oh, God. All right, Beckley, on a scale of one to five, project what your star rating is going to be on Letterboxd for Night Swim. Mm. <laughs> Best case scenario might be a four. Okay, that's solid. All right, that's good. Um, and then lastly, for this go round, Andrew Nelson, what is the body count going to be for Night Swim? Oh, I mean, I want to say it'll be about 10. Ooh, 10. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that because you got your backstory three, four, and you got your mm-hmm. story okay. that's happening, and then the ending, which will probably have one. Yeah, yeah. The math ten. doesn't All add right. up, but it's but I'm going to go with ten. 
We're nice. gonna hit double double digits on Night Sweat. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Well, went for it. Hot off the presses is our next trailer. Okay, and speaking of body counts, if I had to guess, <laughs> body counts, spirit counts, just oh. morale counts. I, I hesitated to even throw this in here, but it but it is a big tent movie that's coming out. Uh, it is borderline horror with a release date of April 26th, 2024, which is the day after my wife's birthday. So I'm sure she'll love if I say, let's go see this movie uh, directed by fog favorite Alex Garland, starring Kirsten Dunst and her real life husband, Landry Clark. I mean, Jesse Plemons in the near future, a team of journalists travel across the United States during a rapidly escalating civil war that has oh, engulfed boy. the entire nation we are now as a group going to watch the trailer for alex garland's civil war have fun all right foggers. here we go okay all right, so we just watched the trailer for Alex Garland's Civil War. Uh, first reactions, Matt Ruff. I saw people, uh, I saw, I, I was watching another podcast was talking about this this morning. I don't know. I, it, I, it won't be boring is probably the only thing I can say. It might be completely crazy, though. Um, I mean, Alex Garland is another kind of hit or miss guy for me. I've, um, but I guess the, the main thing I, I'm trying to figure out is this, is this an anti-Trump movie, I guess, would be the big question. If it is, it's going to be terrible. <laughs> if it's Alex Gar Garland working out in advance his fears about the 2024 election, then it's probably going to be dreadful, but but in a really interesting way. Um, but I'm hoping it's it's something more creative than that. Yes. Um, There's a certain level of, of on-the-noseness to it, for sure. Um, uh, pivoting to the other, Matt, uh, one of my questions here is, is this a good idea or a bad idea? I'm going to answer your question with a question. Uh, what rank is Jackson Harper going to have in the Florida Alliance? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> uh, fine idea. Just uh, too soon, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think on the will there be a sad or happy ending question, uh, you know, I will say this my uncertainty about the value of this movie aside holy cow i love jesse plemons he is so good in, oh, yeah. in everything and mm -hmm. and who saw that coming not not me yeah. uh, let me rephrase that coach eric taylor saw that coming that's what i'll say uh <laughs> i did not <laughs> those sunglasses are something <laughs> oh my gosh did he have a what kind of, pointed what at kind of real life wife there uh, uh she she was was she in that scene I know it was the she was in the, the scene. Daughter. I don't know okay. if she's who he was pointing the gun at, but she's in that mm. scene. Yeah. Um, oof. Yeah. Oof. Hard to. Uh, OK. OK. Um, Dave Courtney, how many foggies will Civil War get nominated for? <laughs> Four. <Okay>. Oh, <laughs> and <nice>. which foggies? <laughs> <laughs> what are my categories again? Direct. Um, yeah, it's, it <laughs> no. is. That ain't right. It's it is the that ain't right nominee for <laughs> okay. 2024. Okay, we are going to go on to a little bit of a palate cleanser here. Um, oh. You're welcome. So this is one I had not heard of at all, and it is called Lisa Frankenstein. Has anyone heard of this one? 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, written by Diablo Cody, directed by Zelda Williams, of all people, mm-hmm. with a release date of February 9th, <laughs> starring Catherine Newton and Cole Sprouse, not to be confused with Nathan Rouse. Um, how this movie is uh, summarized is a coming of rage love story nice (laughs) from acclaimed writer diablo cody of jennifer's body uh, about a misunderstood teenager and her high school crush who happens to be a handsome corpse after a set of playfully horrific circumstances bring him back to life the two embark on a murderous journey to find love happiness and a few missing body parts along the way foggers on the call there is your link let's watch the trailer for lisa frankenstein That looks like a lot of fun. Lisa Frankenstein coming out February 9th. Uh, Reed Lackey, mm. on a scale of one to five, project what your letterbox star ranking will be for Lisa Frankenstein. I feel it's a pretty safe four. I feel like it's a pretty yeah. safe four. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Diablo Cody, uh, in terms of... Because the Zelda Williams of it all is what I don't know. The energy behind this trailer is masterfully put together. Like, this... this to me, is an exceptional trailer and gets me so hyped up for what they could potentially do. Um, but I feel like there's the chance it's going to aim for things it doesn't quite achieve. Um, and so I feel like I'm probably going to walk away kind of really enjoying its vibe and its ambition, but maybe not quite pivoting into the love category. So that's why I feel like it's probably pretty solid for. All right. Denise, will this, you think have a happy or an unhappy ending i think it'll be a happy ending i think it'll be fun it does it definitely has fun vibes to it mm-hmm. jackson what do you think the body count's going to be for lisa frankenstein <laughs> oh they gotta kill at least seven or eight people i mean what did jennifer's <laughs> body how many did they kill in that yeah i think six or seven people it's got to be more jennifer's. than jennifer's body yeah. right yeah. like if she's gonna outdo herself yeah <laughs> i mean why not I love that just, you know, like, I don't know about the rest of you, but out in the normal world, if someone overheard me asking a group of strangers or y'all aren't strangers, but as in asking a group of people that are strange to them, Hey, fun question. What's the body count going to be like, uh, Nathan is more cracked up than we thought. And we already thought a lot about that. Oh my gosh. Uh Uh-huh. All right. So we'll do two more of these. All right. And then we will move on to phase three of our conversation. I hope you are enjoying yourselves. Um, the next film releasing March 8th and starring DeWanda Wise, Tom Payne, and our favorite Shamalaner, Miss Betty Buckley, ah. uh, is the film Imaginary. A woman returns to her childhood home to discover that the imaginary friend she left behind is very real and unhappy that she betrayed him foggers on the call you have your link let's watch the trailer to imaginary and that is imaginary releasing marjade wow okay uh jackson harper first thoughts imaginary well, this is another trailer I saw today, and I'm into it. I love a teddy bear, and uh, <laughs> give me a scary teddy bear. I'm into it. 
Yeah. Black eyes like a doll's eyes. <laughs> I love when they just take, you know, this is this is a pretty popular trope in horror movie trailer making for sure, if not filmmaking. You know, let's take a popular song, in this case the Motown hit, <laughs> and let's just slow it down. Make it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. make it a little uncanny, a little weirder. So it's just uh, it reminded me of i've got five on it from yeah us. yeah for yeah. sure um okay uh uh let's see who haven't asked in a while and uh, andrew nelson i'm coming to you um will will imaginary have a, a happy ending you know yeah <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna err on the side of happy this time. I <laughs> I was I was in shock and awe during this trailer, uh, where the little girl was like, "Oh, he wants me to put my hand on this board," and <laughs> I couldn't do it. Mm-mm. I I don't even watch no, I watched the rest of it, but I didn't. I mm-mm. it was akin to like. Uh, other movies of that sort that I can't think of right now because this is too scary. So anyways, go ahead. (laughs) Vera, will imaginary get any foggy nominations? Um, I think so. Yeah. 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 I'm going to say yes. (laughs) Okay. Your your confidence is high. Uh... (laughs) Sure. Let's just go with it. All right. Last one here. Okay. And then we're going to move on to another segment. So this is an interesting one, y'all. I got to be honest. Um, It's not often I have opinions on choices in horror movies these days, but I've been at it a minute. And so when you remake a thing in a relatively quick, uh, relatively close proximity to its previous thing, I start to have opinions. So uh, there's no that I could find release date yet, but this is a film starring some actors named Madeline Pesch and Gabriel Basso. Uh, the summary is a young couple drive cross country toward a new beginning. Unfortunately, they have no choice but to stop at a secluded Airbnb in Oregon and endure a night of terror against three not, masked not Oregon. <laughs> yes, uh, this is The Strangers, colon, chapter one. Is a reimagining or sort of refreshing of the Strangers IP into a projected three film series. Um, here at the Fog, we are high fans of Part One. Never covered Part Two, the formal Part Two, Pray at Night, but it is also uh, lives in infamy in my viewing experience um, and is a very solid film unto itself. So, got some thoughts, got some curiosities on this. Let's check out the Strangers Chapter One. This is just a scene; it is not a formal trailer. Have fun. Hmm. <laughs> and there we have it. Um, so Nathan, I was, I'm going to. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I might be preempting come something. To you. I'll just I'll just come directly to you. Um, well, yeah, go ahead. What? Uh, uh, read, read. So uh, <laughs> the strangers chapter one. What are what are some first thoughts, brother? Well, uh. I wanted to see if you noted the director. Did you note the director of The Strangers Chapter One? Uh, um, it is uh, somewhat notorious 
80s oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. action yeah, yeah. director Rennie yes, Harlan. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> director of Die Hard 2. Really? Uh, yeah, Rennie Harlan is directing this. <laughs> I, was, I saw that. I was like, what? Uh, yeah, so that was... Well, yeah. let's hope uh, uh, Strangers Chapter 1 isn't to Strangers what Die Hard 2 is to Die Hard. <laughs> well, uh, and, lest we all feel a little disappointed there. huh? And listen, I am I am in a profound minority here. But I love the heck out of Strangers Pray at Night. Love it. I think Strangers Pray at Night is is fantastic. I am in a very very small minority. Um, I don't think you're in that big a minority there. But what I liked it. What's too. your yeah? Oh, what's your good, good. note there? Um, just because like the Strangers as a film is still very noteworthy and gets a lot of praise, deservedly so, uh, for its interior craftsmanship and also just the concept, which is very unnerving. Um, that iconic why are you doing this line because mm -hmm. you were home one of the most terrifying things put to film for home invasion stories um so I'm so yeah i mean camera yeah and then tamra um but i i thought pray at night uh was fantastic i'm i'm surprised uh when i see like internet responses to it typically and reviews to it um how they just skewer the heck out of it and i thought i thought pray at night was great not just because of when we watched it um, which was a very fun experience, but also I have watched it since then. I've rewatched it since then, and I really enjoy the heck out of it. Um, all of that to say, uh, I'm down for a Rennie Harlan directed <laughs> Strangers <laughs> prequel, uh, because you know they're two for two as far as I'm concerned, and so I am I am in on on the concept. Rennie Harlan has a very bombastic sensibility, and I am very curious how that plays in a franchise that is uh reliant so much on subtlety so yeah I'm very well yeah curious. and you you just identified what would be my only strong reservation going in is not so much the Rennie harlan of it all it's more just in the seven plus years we've been doing this strangers for me was one of those just gems of discovery like mm. oh wow mm. this is really something thoughtful it's scary as hell but it's sure. very thoughtful and and had an intentionality to it had some soul to it um and so i i get nervous when i see something like this that it's like oh man you know with, especially with the setting out let's make three of them it's because somehow we didn't get this right the first time whatever you know uh very humorous because it's worth asterisking here is like you know reed and i and a, a couple other guys were watching strangers pray at night and it has if you haven't seen it it has an exceptional jump scare in it uh at least to your boy and it comes out of nowhere, uh, uh, and I I levitated, uh, yeah. Lipa style. The the futon <laughs> had an ejector seat, and Nathan was in it and just went. <laughs> he just we're sitting here. It happens, and suddenly Nathan just <laughs> just flies vertically. Oh <laughs> yeah, man, dude, it, it, that's yeah. one of those. You're like, you got me. You did it. <laughs> you done did it movie oh, oh man. okay that was fun trailer talk first ever segment of trailer talk hope you on the call had a good time hope listeners uh, oh. uh were able to interpret was what nobody we were... else in that trailer like girl put some pants on that like oh. was that just me okay yeah. you just identified one of my other problems it's like okay really come on like like it's so obvious at the beginning it's like oh okay or know. at least button all the buttons of the shirt <laughs> there are strangers outside get dressed <laughs> <laughs> and someone named Tamara is somewhere 
somewhere. <laughs> is that the same name they used in the original? Yes. Yeah. 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 It, Denise, the Denise have you seen line. the original Strangers? I have not. Girl. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I, what I, just, been... I dare you to turn it on tonight when we're done. <laughs> just <turn> it. <laughs> You what if in the me. final Strangers movie they finally find Tamara and then just, just about to say. walk away yeah. and like you know <laughs> like once oh they find Tamara like they're gonna stop killing all these people <laughs> the movie oh, there you are <laughs> yeah <laughs> probably like this movie movie is a comedy yeah <laughs> the movie doesn't know what to do when suddenly it's like is Tamara home is like Tamara it's for you <laughs> wow the, the key is to say yes no matter what like like right. Ghostbusters yes. if someone asks you if Tamara's there you say yes <laughs> you say yes it's oh, still, I, still, I did uh, see some I did see some casting rumors for the third one that um the killers in that one are going to be played by Mark Lynn Baker and Bronson Pinchot um <laughs> That's gonna be and cool. they're the perfect strangers. <laughs> gonna be this, these are the ones. <laughs> Pinnacle. Oh That's standing tall. Yeah. Wings of my dreams. Yep. <laughs> All right. That was fun. Um, okay, we may return to that. Uh, maybe we'll do a patron poll to see who liked uh trailer talk and return to that. Thank you all for participating. So our kind of last segment of the evening. Um, something we tend to do uh, each New Year's episode is just it's just the random question game, but they're not so random because you all were pre-briefed on what these questions would be. I wanted you to be able to have time uh, if you needed to to sort of wrap your head around uh, uh, some of this stuff, how this is going to work. So, listeners, we have six questions um, and I'll let them be revealed as we go to the listeners, but I'm going to roll die here. You know, lately we've been using the spin the wheel, but it's new year's it's fog. Um, I'm going to show you all something. Some of you have seen before, but this is the six sided die, uh, with Frank and Nathan's face on it that gory gamer, Matt Murray gifted me a number of years ago. Uh, so in honor of, uh, not just Matt's presence here, but, uh, the, the, new year's and the event that that is i'm going to use that as my selector for each of you so uh the questions are lettered a through f a la one through six i'm going to roll it per person so we're going to do three rounds of this uh round one is going to be determined by die roll round two uh will start <laughs> oh my gosh zoom is possessed by a demon um <laughs> listeners at home i just had balloons digital balloons enter my zoom frame <laughs> this has happened once before and i googled it after the fact and it's a it's a hand it's like there's like a hands signal that you can do that so it's it's pretty messed up if i'm being real honest <laughs> so <laughs> round two uh is going to start with the last person of round one and then you will each pick your next person to ask and their question okay Round three, you get to pick your own question, okay? So I am going to start uh, sort of like I did at the top of the conversation and just go clockwise around my screen. But in this case, I'm going to start with Matt Murray. Matt, I'm going to roll the die for you here. Do all of you have in front of you? I'll say it out loud when we get to it for listeners. But if you can have your questions, uh, number four, which would be D. Matt. What is your favorite thing the fog did or covered this year? It could be a dumb joke you remember. It could be a poignant conversation that stayed with you, a guest that surprised you, a series you enjoyed, etc. What would you say was a favorite fog thing for you this year? 
Yeah, a little bit of recency bias, but uh, I just really enjoyed the episode on Die Hard uh, mm. and you guys just kind of gushing over it. And, um, you know, I just feel like it's it's a it's a movie that holds up and it's near perfect. And, and so I'm glad you guys enjoyed it as much uh, as everybody else. And and yeah, it was just uh, you guys being on the same page and, and gushing over things. Something was uh, it was, it was a fun listen because it's usually Civil War style up in here. You know, we, uh, we have yeah. a hard time coming together. Uh, yeah. emotionally yeah and that was a fun I mean, episode that's a great movie recently yes <laughs> right uh yes thank you matt reed mm. you are next on my screen oh. here um next. oh sorry yes is tamra here <laughs> reed <laughs> i rolled a one for you which matches up oh. with the letter a and my question oh, to you okay. is what is something you are hopeful for in 2024 Man, um, yeah, so I have lots of hopes. Uh, I, I'll have a real didactic thing uh, that that is a bit self-serving, so I don't want it to be uh, like the full answer. But um, I I am hopeful, okay, not to be not to be super heavy. I'm not trying to be super heavy. It's all right, uh, but uh, I'm hopeful for a little bit more. I'll call it reconciliation uh, a little bit more like coming together uh, of people and hearts and minds. And I am maybe hopeful is not the right word so much as wishful uh, for it, just for people to just sort of 2023 was a hard year and it was a very, very difficult year for a lot of people, lots of strains and relationships that, that I know, including in my own life and world. And, and so I'm just hopeful for a little bit of breathing room to that and a little bit more peace, giving what goes on in the socio-political climate of 2024 and the fact that one of our trailers was Civil War. I mean, who knows? But um, that is that is what I am hopeful for uh, in the broad existential sense of it and a, and a sense of change and a sense of renewal and, and, and some fresh starts would be would be great. So that's what I'm that's what I'm hopeful for on an existential. If I can also answer a real didactic thing that I can maybe say right here. I actually don't know if I'm permitted to say it publicly, but Tyler did. So I think I am. So uh, some of you may know that I wrote a co-wrote a documentary a couple years ago with a good friend, Tyler Smith. Uh, if you are not familiar with Tyler Smith's health struggles, please, by all means, go and check out. Uh, my page, his page, the fog page to hear what he's going through because he needs all of your prayers and encouragement. But we uh, put together uh, that the Valley of the Shadow, which we released as a documentary in 2024, is going to come out as a book. So we're adapting that and uh, expanding it a bit. And um, I'm doing a lot of the sort of initial legwork getting it adapted working closely with tyler uh of course given his situation but uh yeah i think i can say i'm i'm also very hopeful for that to be a thing out in the world because i've never uh published a book before so that's going to be very very exciting for me so the existential thing and the very granular didactic thing that's my answer to the question i think that's exciting and thank and you worth being hopeful for so we thank share you. in that joy with you um all right denise you are next and you rolled a five, which uh, we're just basically going to redo these as numbers, not as letters. Uh, number <laughs> five is Denise recommend something. It can be a podcast. It can be an album. It can be a band, a show, a movie, an experience. Recommend something to us and the listeners. Um, 
when you first started this uh, segment, um, I don't know if you could see the fear in my eyes um, because uh, I have never seen these questions before. The ones and that were emailed to you two days ago? No, I, I don't have an email from you from two days ago. <laughs> okay. So, no. Yeah, fear. Um, so th this is off the cuff, so to speak. But um, um, I, as far as like, uh, let's say podcasts, let's do with podcasts. Um, yeah. It's kind of stereotypical and it, it's simply because it's something that makes me happy. And that's the um, funny because it's true uh, by Elise Myers, um, her podcast. Hmm. Um, she... Uh, she's a a positive uh person i love um, her. i love her yeah um she's a positive person who obviously um struggles with things and is very honest about it um and does her best to get through that and push through her boundaries and her just doing this podcast at all is pushing through a lot of fears and um limitations that she thinks she has mm. and um she has also gone through the whole deconstruction of faith thing um, mm, as mm. well. And uh, and she's just interviewed some of my favorite people, like Mike Birbiglia. And, um, oh, he's great. Yeah, and I'm going to butcher pronouncing any uh, other people's names, so I'm not going to. Um, but, it, you know, comedians and uh, musicians, like she interviewed Megan Trainer and... Uh, Lance Bass and you know just and they're great interviews they're not the stereotypical interviews um it's also short short episodes um so that you know I'm not overwhelmed with oh my gosh I'm getting behind um oh no offense none taken, <laughs> none taken. <laughs> yeah um but uh yeah so I, I as a podcast I'd recommend uh funny because it's true by Elise awesome. Myers. That's awesome. awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Denise. Uh, Beckley, you are up next. You also got a one. Stephen Beckley, what is something you are hopeful for in 2024? I think I'm hopeful for, um, I'd say uh, for myself, that some to find some balance. And I think I've said that for a few years now. Um, I've Sometimes I struggle with anxiety and sometimes I go all the way the other way. And I'm like, I would say I'm too chilled out <laughs> and <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not uh, paying enough attention to things. And, uh, so I just, I, I need to find some balance to where I'm in the center and I'm, I'm paying attention to the right things. Um, so that's something I'm hopeful for that. I, I can instill some better habits and routine in my life. Um, yeah and habits and habits and routine those are good yeah. things i had this uh conversation with my 15 year old recently who kind of her her her, her brain moves far faster than the world and and is is rightful for someone her age sometimes and and she was just really kind of coming to grips with the redundancy of life sometimes right like you know, just this kind of routine, this habit, mm -hmm. like, oh, we just, we just do, we do this again, right? Like, yes, <laughs> yes, you do, you do this again. Um, and it was this really lovely moment. And so I would, uh, I, for whatever value it, it, it yields for you as well, Beckley or anybody, but like her, her kind of pull was towards the, like, that, that the monotony itself 
is that the sum of life, right? It, I'm being reductive for the moment, but you know, it's like, oh, okay, rinse, repeat, same old, same old. And I, I, I felt compelled parentally to sort of, you know, parentally slash pastorally speak into that and just be like, yeah, there's a lot of routine to life, but we have the opportunity to invest and imbue and inject meaning into that. Like even, even in the, in the midst of that monotony, you know, like it's, it's, it's almost like that monotony yields opportunity. Like, you know, X, Y, and Z are going to happen. So now I get to look around, right. I get to look around and be present and sort of uh, participate in ways that, you know, the monotony may suggest are not available to me. So yeah, um, look at it. Thank you. Yes. Yes, absolutely. You're welcome. That'll be 10 bucks. Um, uh, Matt Ruff, you are next, sir. I am going to roll the die here for you. And you also roll a one. These die are loaded. Uh, Matt, <laughs> what is something you are hopeful for in 2024? Oh, boy. Um, well, I suppose the, the big thing, which we touched on already, is it's it's going to be another fun presidential season. And um, I, I tend to be optimistic, perhaps stupidly so. Um, you know, I they promised us the the last days of the Weimar Republic, the last time Trump was president, and yeah. um, <laughs> and we're all still here. Um, so I think whatever happens this year, I don't think we're going to end up in in Alex Garland's civil war. But um, I do feel like the 2020 election and its outcome broke a lot of people's brains and uh, made a lot of people very very stupid. And I'm hoping. <laughs> hoping against hope that the run-up to this year's election won't do the same thing. Mm. Um, so that's, that's I think, in the broad picture, that's the main thing I've been thinking about. And, you know, it, it'd also be nice if they could end the war in Israel at some point um, before too many more thousands of people get killed. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, on a, on a personal note, I've got the paperback of uh, Destroy Worlds is coming out, so I'm hopeful Yay! that that will... Yeah, we'll find a, an audience. It, I mean, the paper, the hardcover is done well enough, but um, I have to say, it it certainly hurts not having an HBO series as free advertising. So um, <laughs> I would, I'm still looking for interesting ways to get the word of that out. And then uh, the other fun thing that I am looking forward to, and and really hoping that you know it'll be as fun as I'm expecting. My my um, maternal grandfather Albert Landbauer was a missionary who. Uh, is best known in South America. He's the guy who brought soybeans to Brazil in addition to his missionary work. Mm. Wow. And this year they're having uh, next year, they're having the, the Fenesoya, which is the soybean festival. And they are honoring him is his memory. So I will be wow. traveling to the wilds of Brazil. This is southernmost Brazil. It's subtropical jungle. And uh, yeah, there's going to be a big, fair there so just getting there is going to wow. be an interesting challenge so that's um, wild wow yeah that's so, amazing so i'm looking forward to that and i will there's a, there's actually a street named after him in this little town in the jungle so i will uh, <clears throat> i will be sending dispatches from there so hopefully and hopefully i won't be very cool scorpions or eaten by crocodiles yeah. but ooh. yeah <laughs> um we we hope that for you that is what we are hopeful for in 2024 matt does not get eaten by a crocodile um uh as a brief interjection here and and matt you can call an audible if the moment comes um so part of these uh six questions is what is something you're hopeful for we are also all going to answer the question what is something you're looking forward to so a thing to be mindful of as you sort of engage this question is those uh distinctions there jackson you are up next you rolled a number four 
All right, Jackson, what is your favorite thing the fog did or covered this year? I mean, I'm going to be obvious. It's scream a ween, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not just because i got to be on two episodes <laughs> and declare no my undying love for this franchise <laughs> but i don't know i it's it's funny how this sort of meta horror comedy franchise can spark such great conversation i really enjoyed uh listening to uh vera and denise on the scream four episode because that was the first movie i ever got to talk about with y'all on the show and it was nice to hear a whole different take on it. it was a very very different conversation from the one we had and i loved that i just i just loved listening to that every week and you know catching up with that franchise again and yeah it was delightful <laughs> you know uh that really was a uh great series and i, I mean this with levity uh as despite how dour it will sound you know doing the fear of god as long as we have like there are and when you do these these tightly packed series, right? Like uh, um, when we did Halloween last year, or um, or uh, Scream this year, like when you when you pack them into a, a short sequence of time, you really become invested. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I, I say that to say, was there anything more mind blowing than the twenty four hours watching the entire Scream franchise fall apart in real time? <laughs> it was insane. <laughs> because yeah, we're I've never going to get to hear your uh your pitch made real for sure. Scream seven yeah yeah just you could or just run bad. with that you know oh, that, that movie would have broken my heart too bad though oh, so sure well just as well <laughs> that was it that was the lord looking out for you jackson <laughs> was we knew this would be too much if someone found nathan's pitch and adapted it and said so like you know what we'll just shut down the whole thing <laughs> god that was wild uh um <laughs> to watch that happen vera you are next okay. um oh my gosh <laughs> ones and fours are all we're getting uh so just know on your second round you don't get the same question um i'm gonna go with the second thing i rolled i rolled a four first but it just been answered so i'm gonna give you the one what is something you are hopeful for in 2024 vera um i am hopeful i mean this is it's not deeper existential or anything, but I hope that (laughs) when the summertime comes, um, that things align this year so that relatives that visit from the States don't conflict with the week that I usually go up to to the deaf camp. Cause for the past two years, um, I've missed out on deaf camp because of family stuff. And, uh, it makes me sad because it's my favorite place in the whole wide world so i would just really like for those two things to be separate and i hope that happens this year i love that yeah yeah that's where you met your husband right yeah we will we will hope for that for you uh so family you heard it here don't come (laughs) during def camp yeah florida cousins stay there (laughs) yes stay in florida yeah uh all right my turn let's see will it be a one will it be a four will it be nathan dropping Oh boy. (laughs) Hey, you're a poet. Yep. Planned that one. All right. Here's my turn. It's a six. My face. (laughs) Okay. This is a good question. I was proud of this question. If we were all hanging out in your town right now, where would you take us to get a meal and see a movie? I like this question. Um, 
thought about this. So the shape of my life right now means we don't go out to dinner a whole lot because who wants to take three kids and and grandma and you know it's like that what's what's meant to sound you know pleasurable just turns into work um so we don't do it a whole lot but there are a few that i would take all of you to and any foggers who were passing through um so my my options aren't vast but uh the two that came to mind i was about to hold up two fingers but i was worried about the demon balloons again um <laughs> so my options would be uh hawthorne's pizza so everybody likes some good pizza and Hawthorne's is a local establishment to Charlotte. And uh, though I haven't had a ton of New York pizza in my life, I have had peers locally who hail from that region who cite Hawthorne's as legit. So it is very good pizza. I like it a lot. My kids, uh, it, it, this just happened tonight. I worked very hard. This is going to be a really weird um, aside here. I worked very hard for a very long time to keep Papa John's out of my house. I don't like it um it's not tasty pizza i i went through a season of life 20 years ago where i ate a lot of papa john's because of our work we worked with uh youth and so we were eating pizza all the time and it was papa john's it was cheap and we were poor so a lot of it is you know just ptsd from that era but also just it's compared to true real actually tasty pizza it's it's garbage and my kids i, I worked real hard uh, to keep it out of the house. And because of, I won't name names, but because of certain family members, uh, who don't live in this house, uh, it has infiltrated my life and my kids. Now it's like when pizza comes up, it's like, Papa John's! I'm like, no, no, no. It tastes like cardboard. We're not going to have it. And then you want Hawthorns and it's like the real <laughs> deal. And they're like, well, I don't like Hawthorns. Anyway. So I'm going to take adult friends to Hawthorns. Uh, so All that right. was option one. Option two is uh, we're big sushi fans in our house. At least my wife and I are, and there's a great place called Mr. Tokyo. Um, so Jackson, you get ready, uh, listeners and people on the call here, Jackson, I'm going to see Jackson tomorrow live IRL, uh, cause he's playing in the birth in this next coming week. Um, but Mr. Tokyo, excellent sushi. I don't know if this is a national establishment or not, but there's a couple of them here in town. They're, they're really good sushi. We like those a lot. So that's where I would take you all to eat where I'd take you to go. The movies is specifically, and I'm a nerd. And people that aren't y'all would be like, why do you think this hard about the literal movie screen you watched? Because that's what I do. Uh, Concord Mills, which Reed and I have uh, uh, gone to several times. Matt and I have been to a couple of times. They have the Dolby screen. Now, Dolby isn't the biggest picture in town, but it is the best picture plus sound in town. I love that room. Uh, if, you know, say... Uh, Barbenheimer era movies like this, um, big tentpole stuff. Uh, when the MCU was good, this is where you go to see the stuff. So I would take you all to Hawthorne's and they've got really great ranch, just FYI. And then we go fun fact, see a movie I at Concord saw, Mills. Yes. Um, I saw uh, Happy Death Day at the conference. Oh, there you go. Nice. See, you've been there. Mm-hmm. Next time you're around, let's do this. Um, okay, so that is me. Andrew Nelson, you're up. Let's see what lovely bit of insight we get to. Damn it. It's a four, which is okay, because I like being patted on the back, and here we are. Um, Andrew, what is your favorite thing The Fog did or covered this year? Dead stream. That was a ride. That was so much fun. I love that. And hearing, I I think that's the one where you also covered um, How to Sell a Haunted House. Yes, Grady was on that episode. Yeah, yeah. and and you talked about uh, Reed's affinity for for puppets. 
<laughs> My okay, well, that's one way to put it but yes <laughs> <laughs> everybody discovered that i was a ventriloquist nathan's, yeah. nathan's raw shock it is so rare because we've been friends for so long you couldn't see his face on the podcast but when i start talking about this and nathan realizes like wait is reed doing a bit reed's not doing a bit What's Reed doing? What's Reed saying? Who is Reed? What am I doing? Yeah. What's, what's yeah. All of that was happening. It was an out-of-body experience. <laughs> oh. But then the uh, the Deadstream film, I had not seen it. And so it was really fun watching for that conversation. But also, um, the guy who made that, they do a segment, him and the, him and the woman from that mm-hmm. same movie do a segment in the VHS films. They do. Uh, That's in '99, I think. I yeah, forget it's crazy. Is. It's like the yeah, and and it's they like, go to hell. Like they, they go to hell. Like, yeah, it's yeah. bizarre. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I know. I I just I I laugh so much at that movie, and I just I I I, I keep thinking of uh, Mabel or whatever her name is. Uh, <laughs> and I just think it's my favorite thing. <laughs> God, it's so funny. Oh man. <laughs> All right, Dave, you are up. You are the last of the totally random version of this. Oh, my God. Number four. Um, uh, <laughs> what is your favorite thing the fog did or covered this year? Why did yeah. you even make other questions? <laughs> I did. I did. They're all right there. <laughs> They're decent questions. I gotta uh, mind the, you got to mind the die. That, that's why I got away from dice games. Well, I, I mean, I'm always a big fan of the uh, best of. So best of 2022 um, would be at the top of my list. But um i will have to shout out that uh because i've been asking it for a while for the uh somebody to cover the relic so i'm happy mm. that it finally happened yay and, uh enjoyed the conversation and good it's out there yes yes wonderful um uh, fascinating movie for sure and the ladies did a bang up job on that one um all right so that ends round one of the question game we're going to start round two and instead of rolling die because they clearly are not in favor of anything but the numbers one and four um we're just going to ask the next person in line so dave your assignment is to ask matt murray a question he was not asked matt what were you asked i was number four okay you were asked for what yeah. the fuck so anything other than four for matt all right, Matt, uh, submit a candidate for best picture for the Foggies. Okay. Uh, yeah, so looking back, I didn't see much horror this year, I, I realized. Uh, it was a little light. Um, but the one standout that uh, still haunts my dreams is When Evil Lurks. Um, mm. So that would definitely be my recommendation for best picture. Uh that ain't right uh, you know just go down the line there's the, it could own the it could have its own that ain't right category at this point so yeah that's my recommendation what was the andrew was it you who's like um was it tafr or whatever it was you know? right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the version of it yeah we'll be getting yeah, that one for sure that, that ain't oh, right yes. af it was uh, yeah that was it all right matt you're gonna ask Read a question. Uh, okay, read. Um, I'm going to go with your favorite thing from the Fog podcast this year. Oh, uh, well, okay. So because it was so unconventional format-wise, uh, my answer would definitely be when we covered Night Shift um, because I loved that so many... It, it was a way to cover not only a wide variety of different things, but 
mix up the personnel and get some voices in there that hadn't been on podcasts before together um, talking about things. And I just I just kind of I don't know if listeners loved it as much as as I enjoyed putting it together and listening to it and editing it. But I just so loved uh, the variety of different perceptions and and all the different things we got to cover that was super fun uh for me to kind of just engage and i was excited to hear conversations that i wasn't a part of that was that was on the fog so that was a really enjoyable experience for me as well so yeah hands down my favorite thing that we did this year and we'll definitely be repeating in some fashion when we come to something that warrants the format was uh the way we shuffled up night shift um so yeah that was my favorite thing from the fog this year loved it loved it loved it um so my mission i believe is to ask denise a -hmm. question um denise you know what no i'm gonna i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with this fun thing if we were if we were hanging out in your town right now where would you take us to get a meal and to see a movie okay a meal which of the Mexican restaurants do I? <laughs> um, yeah, um, I would probably take you to um, um, Jalisco's. Um, it is a, uh, a local, uh, locally owned Mexican restaurant, which that's basically all the restaurants we have are Mexican restaurants here in Tex-Mex. Let me rephrase Tex-Mex restaurant Tex-Mex. Mm. Um, here in the great ish state of texas um and uh they have fantastic street tacos and uh my personal favorite uh not not taco related would be the melanesa de res um it's just Hmm. it's delicious and i know i said that like a white person i am well aware (laughs) um i yeah uh yeah so that's where i take take you to eat uh to see a movie uh my house, because we don't have a movie theater in Matown. Um, wow. Yes. Uh, the closest Sad one times. that would be worth going to would be um, Film Alley um, in Terrell, Texas, home of Jamie Foxx. Um, hmm. And but other than that, it'd be coming back to my house and uh, dodging all the the toddler toys. Uh, <laughs> and the toddler um <laughs> and my son david uh <laughs> making fun of my husband um so yeah that is what i would do jalisco's and my house awesome awesome uh denise you are charged with asking stephen beckley a question um uh, yeah yes mr beckley um i would like for you to please recommend something a podcast, an album, a band, a show, a movie, an experience. Just recommend something, please. <laughs> right. I would like to re- recommend uh, a movie that I just saw in the theater um, last weekend, which is Godzilla Minus One. Ooh. Has anybody else seen that so far? Tomorrow night. No? Oh, you got plans to see it? Good. Yeah. As soon as I'm, I, I mean, possibly I'm gonna, can. I'm not going to spoil it, but I'll just say that uh, it got... Uh, what's that? I gave it four and a half out of five stars, uh, and mm. I saw it. Uh, I saw it in probably the theater that I would recommend if I got that question. Uh, it's a uh, 4DX theater, and I talked about you that. You saw on- Godzilla in 4DX. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, talk- I talked about that when God. I was on the uh, the podcast for the Stakeland episode, uh, and I was saying how I saw uh, Blue mm-hmm. Beetle. Blue Beetle. And, yep. Yeah, and uh, and now I went to one closer to home. It's in uh, King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, near Philadelphia, and. Uh, 
Yeah, that I just assumed that would be the perfect movie to see 40X, right? And I, oh yeah, I would say now that it's it's the definitive way to see it. Mm, um, whoa, if, hey. if you can, so yeah, I guess. <laughs> it, it, What's it, wild it, about that movie is you tried to rank it five and a half stars, right? Did I? What? <laughs> that's a uh, that's a minus one joke. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, I, okay. I mean the critics are loving it, and I and <laughs> and. And I agree with them. Yeah. Because it's it's a it's well written. It's got well developed human characters, which is rare for a Godzilla movie. And of course, mm. this is a Japanese Godzilla movie, so it is it's uh it's a subtitled, but we hardly noticed because and my son who's 13, he loved it. He loves uh he loved the the previous Japanese Godzilla movie, which is uh Shin Godzilla. Shin Godzilla, yeah. Um, that one was very he- very heavy on like the covering the the bureaucratic process and had a lot of conversations of lots of men and women in, in boardrooms talking about liberating what they're going to do about Godzilla. But this one was centered on, on a, f- a family um, kind of a, a cobbled together makeshift family, family of like an, an orphan and, and a mother and a woman who's not the kid's mother and a, and a man who's not the kid's father and, and isn't even at, at first, at least interested romantically in the, in the woman. So they're just like living together and acting as a family. And then Godzilla enters the picture. <laughs> but, and this is this is this is a period piece. It's in post-war Japan, like 1946-47. And then the man gets a job as uh uh someone who's looking for unexploded mines in the ocean. And uh and Godzilla is swimming around in the ocean too. Yeah. So it's very exciting and very awesome. compelling. Nice. And, yeah. So have fun. All Nathan. right. <laughs> I will. I plan to um all right Beckley what you got for Matt Ruff all right Matt Ruff um what is uh what what is your favorite thing that the fog did or covered this year um I'm actually going to cheat a little bit because my answer lets me drag in um number three as well something I I discovered or rediscovered because of the fog um I I had a really good time uh, coming on to chat about the Stephen King short stories here. Mm, yeah, that was a, that was a fun experience. And one of the ones we covered was Jerusalem to lot, which <laughs> not many people know was actually like, I, I love the short story, but it has also been uh, adapted into a mini series for MGM plus, which yeah. is like a C tier streaming service that you really only is worth getting for like a month. So you can watch their version of Jerusalem's lot, which is uh, Adrian, <laughs> Adrian Brody and uh, Emily Hampshire. And it's just really, really good. And of course the secret, as I discovered watching all 10 episodes is that it, it's called Jerusalem's lot. What it really is, is Salem's lot redone mm. as a period piece better than the original Salem's lot miniseries. So it's, mm. it's, um yeah so those were that that was and, and it was we we just had a real fun time talking too about that and about uh sometimes they come back yeah so um that, that was just a that was just a hilarious conversation that whole series was a lot of fun so that would be my Good. answer to that that's awesome awesome um so i've got i guess jackson um mm-hmm. yeah recommend something all right um so i'm going to recommend a YouTube channel that I have come to really, really love. It's called Popcorn in Bed. It's one of those like <laughs> first time reaction channels. Um, 
It's this woman named Cassie. Sometimes her sister is on it as well. And she's had a couple other guests too. Uh, and she's somebody who grew up. She only ever watched like Disney movies and romantic comedies. She's never seen anything else like regular movie geek movies, classics, horror movies, war movies, all of that stuff. And so it's just her like branching out and watching all these different kinds of movies and showing her reactions. And I know that there's a million and a half of these types of channels on YouTube, but she's the one that sort of really grabbed my attention. Uh, And it's really fun to watch someone who's had a limited experience with an art form that I have always loved and sought out and watching them sort of grow and blossom and come to appreciate so many different types of things. It's just kind of lovely and she's charming and it's funny. And sometimes she watches stuff that's very sad and she gets very invested and cries. And you know what? I'm an easy cry. So when she's crying, so am I. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, it's like I said, it's a silly sort of fluffy thing that you'll see a lot of on YouTube. But I think uh, her channel in particular is really, really good. Awesome. Thank you, Jackson. So let's see. I have got, oh, my queen, Vera. Let me see. What are we going to ask Vera? I'm going to go with uh, question B. Submit a candidate for best picture for the Foggies. Um, It's going to be totally killer because I loved it. And I already covered (laughs) that I loved it. And so um, it's obviously going to be the one that I suggest. (laughs) That's fantastic. You taking notes, Reed? Oh yes, Read it down. <laughs> like, that's a I formal don't, I don't submission. Just submit, right? It's, yes. it's <laughs> yeah, right. writing it down. Yeah, yes. great. <laughs> um, right, okay. Oh, I'm asking Nathan. Hi, Nathan. Hi. Hi. Um, may you please recommend something? <laughs> no. Okay. No, I am. It's going to be a curveball because I thought about this all day and like, you know, I talk so much on the show in so many, uh, um you know, kind of in, in asides about the things I'm consuming and whatever that to recommend something real concrete, like a a piece of material to go watch or consume felt a little, like I've mentioned almost everything. I've I've had a very thin year in the entertainment uh, zone. So what I wanted to recommend is to become a subscriber of your local newspaper hmm. um i don't know it I, I i sound like an extremely old fart in this moment but for those of you who listened to can't ex- even remember what it was but the the most recent watcha we did so it would have been for patrons only so so broadly listeners would not have heard um Recently, uh, I went for the first time and participated and worked the election in my district. And it was a very at risk of sounding kind of lights out episode. Cheesy. Was it lights out? Yes. Okay. But yes, it was the it was the patron segment. So it would have been quartered off. Um, It was very it was very meaningful to me, you know, as someone who uh, I would say kind of woke up to this the political reality of our world of our country, at least this country, um, later than I'm, you know, comfortable admitting, uh, it was one of those, put your money where your mouth is moments. And 
um, you know, had a peer who approached me who was already themselves involved in it. And it was just like, yeah, I have to do this. You've asked me. It's something I've thought about before, just didn't really have the motivation or initiative taken to do it. And just that experience and and some of you on this call, some of people listening who might have done this before would be like, oh, yeah, I did it before. It was it was fun. It was cool. That wasn't that meaningful, Nathan. And, and that's cool. It, it might not be for that particular person, uh, but it, it, it really had an impact on me in a way that was um, healthy. And 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 honestly, it was that coupled with a few other um, you know, confluencing streams that were on my mind and heart that I was just like, I, I can't sadly, uh, for those like me who might echo the statement I made a moment ago about woke up too late to the, the party as the lights were getting turned off. Um, you know, we, we, we got spoiled, you know, we're the, we're the, we're the Napster generation, everything's supposed to be free and, uh, you know, distributed as far and wide as, uh, legalities would allow. And that included our news and how we got our information. And, um, <laughs> you know, I think that kind of screwed us all over in ways we didn't, for, uh, didn't see coming. And so it became real important to me as, I participated in this one election that really was didn't even have that many major things on the ballot. That wasn't the point. The point was being involved in my community. And, and I just came away from, it. I was like, you know what, this is stupid. I've got to subscribe to my local newspaper and just, I, I don't even read everything in it all the time. That That's not even really the point. The point is, you know, uh, there are people doing good work uh, that inhabit these spaces uh, and being able to, again, put our money where our mouth is to support that work uh, is valuable and is necessary uh, and crucial and critical. And hilariously, I'll, I'll I'll come out of the depths with a really funny story, which is uh, as part of my reading my local newspaper these days, <laughs> it's usually at about 6 a.m. I'm bleary eyed. I'm drinking some coffee in my little chair downstairs. And I really do sound like an old fart. Uh, and I, I read where there's a Chick-fil-A, a new Chick-fil-A opening right near my wife's work. And I texted her and I was like, Hey, there's a Chick-fil-A opening right near y'all. Cause I haven't been over there in a while. And she's like, sarcastically, right? Oh, really? Is that what that Chick-fil-A building is outside of our work right now? It's like, <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess you do see it all the time, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> but it was news to me. So there you go. You know, I don't know uh, um how much of this gets across the border, but like Dave, I don't know if this affected you at all, but there was a bill that passed in parliament up here where um People call it like the, the censorship bill, and that's not in the spirit of it, really. But what ended up happening as a result was that um, Meta and Google blocked Canadian news sites. Mm -hmm. So we don't yep. we can't access news sites on like those socials anymore or um, Instagram because it's owned by Meta. Um, and I didn't realize how much of my news I was getting from Facebook until it was gone. And I was wow. like, oh. <laughs> so it's, I have actually, been really intentionally seeking out information because yep. I just don't have access to it anymore. It's actually kind of wonderful, actually. Yeah, <laughs> it, yes. it, it, it kind of, of worked out for the best. Not, not, not uh, disparaging the news and news sources. Just um, yeah, the Facebook environment is a a lot different. Isn't yeah. it all news sources? Like we just can't share news sources in general, right? It's it's ever, like even like there's yeah. a deaf news um, blog that I followed called the Daily Moth. Like I can't even see Daily Moth videos anymore. It's nothing. 
Wow. Well, to bring it back to Malakaliki Maka, uh, it's because the wise way truly is to view these platforms as publishers and they don't want to pony up for it and thus block the news from getting out there. And so uh, lobbyists choose to make that sp- spun as censorship when really, in fact, it's just accountability. Um, but but that's what I'm recommending is listeners, um, you know, spend a few bucks, get your local paper. Andrew, you are next, sir. You are a repository of interesting uh, uh, bits and bobs and you know, things you're, you got your hands in and things you got your eyes on. And I'm curious, Andrew, yeah. recommend something, man. Okay. Here you go. I thought you'd never ask. Well, <laughs> I know. Let me see here. Uh, he pulls out so, a list. It's like a scroll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so the, the main one that I want, main thing I want to recommend is a tiny desk NPR concert. Hmm. Um, that is by a guy named Fred again is the guy's name. Hmm. And it's, so it's Fred again with two periods after it. And he is a, like, I think he's just a, like a kind of EDM DJ guy, but he does this whole concert of like, he uses like, he has like a, a, a computer monitor TV screen, like next to him. And he'll, uh, he has MIDI, like, so like triggers, uh, on his on a keyboard that he hits, and then like uh, somebody will come up with like a poem, and s- and they'll say a poem, or they'll do like a, or they'll just be talking or something. He takes YouTube videos of people just talking, random people, like but they're like poetry or things like that, and he'll like play underneath it. But he's got like two xylophones and a piano, and and and, and just loops all this stuff together, and it's really beautiful and really really moving and really pretty and it's called fred again and uh period period um and that's the tiny desk concert that i i just watch it a lot because it's really like it's something that i have and some of the some of the things i was trying to employ in some of the music that i've done or tried to add into music that i've been working on a little bit and it was really inspiring in that way and as just an artist kind of in that way it was really cool to see these new ways of doing things um so I really like that. Um, and yeah, I, I think the other one thing that I'll recommend too is um, is the show Beef. I know we talked about it for a minute at the beginning, but oh. it's so good. It's very moving. And I think it captures this thing that's happening right now in our country where this isn't giving anything away necessarily, but just the the, the, the thesis is basically listen to each other. Um, and I think we're just in this time where people aren't listening. And, um, another show I've been watching is Fargo and th- there's so much in that of this, like, if people just communicated better and there was some community, like you wouldn't really have a story because <laughs> like it would avoid all these conflicts. And it's just, I don't know. I've just been really I guess this is uh, going a little bit long, but, but, but as far as recommending things, like, I don't know, communication, I've just really been, uh, communication and curiosity are some things that I've really been, like, trying to dig into this year and in my in my, in my personal life, just kind of trying to um, communicate better and trying to just uh, be more curious when it comes to any conversation with anybody is just just being like oh like tell me more about that and i like that better than 
the usually you know we, we just usually cast judgments on stuff and things like that so that's what mm. i'd say awesome thank you andrew mm-hmm. why don't you ask dave what you got on your mind dave wine and dine me my friends uh <laughs> and then take me to a movie <laughs> where are we going <laughs> you're sure you want to come to winnipeg in the winter let's do it let's By do it means. let's do it what do you got um i put down a uh a restaurant that uh we're gonna have to go to before two because it's a brunch restaurant and brunch is my favorite meal of the day so um breakfast or brunch i'll take both of them um but it's called Clementines and it's in what uh, we call the exchange district here. It's a uh, kind of historic downtown neighborhood where um, we've got a massive collection of turn of the century buildings that uh, never got torn down when a lot of other cities were tearing them down. So that's actually why we end up standing in for like Chicago movies set in Chicago um, are commonly uh filmed in the exchange but it's a great neighborhood to kind of hang out and uh so that's where i would go and then right down the road from that is a uh my local art house movie uh place that is called cinematech and it is for the most artsy of artsy movies so um (laughs) if that's your thing and Perhaps Canadian movies, they do show a lot of Canadian movies too. So, uh, but I like to hang out there. And uh, after that, I would go a little further down and go for dessert. Um, because if you're in Winnipeg, you got to try the uh, schmoo tort was created here. So I figured, well, you know, let's uh, go for something local. Wow. That's awesome. That's a, that's a date. Let's do this it. This is great. Let's do it. Um, okay. I don't want to shortchange us, so we're going to lightning round a last question, okay? Lightning round, because listeners will not have had as long an episode as we have had a conversation because we watched a flurry of trailers <laughs> that get cut out for time. So, lightning round style. I'm just going to call on you. Go ahead, scan, pick a question, answer it as tersely as you know how to do, okay? So that everybody gets a chance here. Matt Murray, pick a question, answer it, go. Okay. Uh, yeah, so my recommendation, uh, restaurant in our area uh, we just found this uh, amazing Indian Italian fusion place called Bella's. They do uh, like a butter chicken pizza or a chicken vindaloo pizza that are incredible. And so that's what I'd say. And we'd go to Arundel Mills uh, movie theater because they got the nice reclining seats and it's got a weird Egyptian uh, motif. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I love this go. question. I'm going to come see all of you. Reed, you're up. um okay so i i'm gonna recommend uh a podcast i'm gonna kind of two-part this and i'm gonna do it in uh in under a minute and a half so i have two podcasts to recommend that are not the fear of god keep listening to us but um the the one that i've been listening to recently is called data over dogma if you are searching for it yeah dan mcclellan that's right a super intimidatingly smart guy uh but dan mcclellan dan beecher uh data slash dogma is how you're going to look for this um their mission and purpose is to confront misinformation about biblical scholarship and uh they can get very academic 
which means that they can get very technical, but I still think it's all very accessible and it's been uh, incredibly enlightening to listen to them. So I love those guys. Um, my fuller, so, th- so that's the head recommendation. The heart recommendation is um, a, a podcast called The Soundtrack Show. Uh, the Soundtrack Show is where there is a, um, I believe that he is a professor. Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm blanking at the moment of exactly what, uh, his specific university uh, professorship would be, but um, but basically uh, the the host who I'm trying to find his name, David W. Collins, um, the host basically takes you through soundtracks you've heard and know and love, Star Wars, uh, Back to the Future, Rocky, and he breaks down why it works, why it tells a story. I have learned more about music as. A, a thing in the world from him than uh, I have from any other place. Um, it is inspiring. It is very educational, uh, usually under about 40 minutes, and uh, it just really packs a punch. Love it, love it, love it. So for the head, Data Over Dogma. For the heart, the soundtrack show. Love both of those awesome. podcasts. Highly recommend them. Thank you, Reed. Denise, you are up. Um, I'm going to submit uh, Foggy. A candidate for foggy and uh probably no one's going to agree with me um but i'm gonna say a haunting in venice Hmm. um it's not it's not your typical um horror movie um it's also not even the best out of the hercule poirot um but anyway but i i i enjoyed it we actually just recently watched it and um we and we watched it at night with all the lights out so that made it even a little bit creepier so um it was great i just i would recommend that one awesome i love Thank that you. movie for the record uh awesome. not your question dave uh stephen beckley wow i'm just playing with you. <laughs> <laughs> i can answer anyone i want yep anyone you want um okay favorite thing that fog did or covered this year i would say that you did one episode where you covered both x and pearl mm. and mm. uh I had not seen them before, so I ran out and uh, watched them. And uh, I love those those movies going going together. And I love that you did them all, both in one episode. And uh, that's a hell of a double feature. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> looking forward to the third one. See where they go with that. Uh, um, Spotify actually cites that as our most listened to episode on Spotify. Just FYI, that's right of all time. Um, well, of the year. I'm sorry, of the year. Of the year. Okay. Um, thank you, Beckley, Matt Ruff. I'm going to recommend something. I want to recommend the new Brit Marling miniseries, mm. uh, Murder at the End of the World, which has been playing on uh, FX and also streaming on Hulu. And the last episode's coming next week. And um, real quick, it stars Emma Curran, as uh, you probably you may remember, as she played the young princess Di on The Crown. And um, she is a hacker slash amateur sleuth who helped in the past catch this serial killer. And uh, she gets invited to a remote retreat that turns into a murder party and it's just really well done and it the, the thing is a master class and how to start a story and grab you immediately it opens with her she's written a book about tracking the serial killer she shows up late to a reading she's like the bottom she's the she's the 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 second act like the the main draw is already finishing up she comes in people are already starting to get up and you know leave the place she goes up to the front of the room kind of looks around awkwardly goes um and it, you get this feeling it's like that that feeling when somebody's about to bomb and then she starts talking and she tells this this genuinely immediately engaging story in such a way that everybody who's like 
turns around, goes back to their seat, sits back down, and then she's just got you in the first five minutes of the story. And it just it it just grabs you from there. So it's just a really, really good show. So hmm. that's awesome. Um, Thank you, Matt. Jackson. I'm going to cheat. Um, I'm going to do the dinner and a movie question, but because mm-hmm. where I live right now, uh, the movie theater situation is kind of lame. I'm going to pretend I still live in Austin and we would okay. all go to the Alamo draft house where I used to work. So we oh. knock out dinner and a movie at the same time and then go have a drink at the highball afterwards. That's man, man. And specifically we would go on terror Tuesdays where they show like eighties cult films oh on the big God. screen. It'd be awesome. I'd be that there tomorrow. Oh. Uh, Mira, you're up. Um, I'm also going to do number six. So in terms of um, where to watch a movie, I would just like nothing special take you to the Pickering Town Center Theater, but specifically the VIP section, which is 19 plus with like the big wide seats that recline and you get like a la carte service in the theater. It's lovely and fancy. So we would do that for the movie. And then I'm going to cheat for food because Toronto is known as like one of the most multicultural, if not the most multicultural city in the world and has some of the best authentic foods. So in order for you guys to be able to try all of the authentic foods, what I would do is I would take you to my church potluck because I go to church in Scarborough, which is the most multicultural section of the most multicultural city in the world. And there is nary a casserole in sight at our potlucks. It is all like jerk chicken and curry vindaloo and Mm. lumpia, which is my favorite. Like it is the most delicious food you will ever have. That's awesome. Mm. We're going to, yeah, the gears are turning. (laughs) The gears are turning here. Uh, My turn. Um, I'm going to uh, uh, cheat as well and answer very quickly. Uh, Submit a candidate for best picture just because I really liked it. It's the first of its franchise that I'd seen live in the theater. Um, I loved Evil Dead Rise. I'm going to submit it as a best picture foggy candidate. What is a new film I discovered or rediscovered because the fog this year? Uh, Both Deadstream and Dark Knight of the Scarecrow are my answers to that question. Andrew, you're up. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to the quaint town of holland michigan (laughs) where we are gonna go to the wooden shoe for breakfast oh man uh there is a 12 egg omelet challenge it is 30 dollars. if you (laughs) if you get it and eat it it's free oh and and there's like people that like do speed eating that like have their picture on the wall They've done it in like four minutes. It's insane. Wow. No. One lady on the wall, she came in, had breakfast at the 12 omelets, went to another place to do another food challenge. No. It's wild. No, okay, she's dead now. Yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was an obituary on the wall. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, so then we're going to Sperry's Cinema. Get this. Sperry's has food. Like, okay, that's stupid. Everywhere has food. Sperry's has like... They bring you the food to your seat. Mm. Mm. Thanks mm. for joining. I'll see you again soon in Holland. <laughs> I love awesome. that this. I love that this episode basically became like a travelogue as well. I, like, I want to visit I all these places. Like, yes, this is awesome. Um, Dave Courtney, I am going to submit a movie for the Fog Awards. Yeah, um, and I'm going to choose a movie that probably is just going to pass under the radar because it's not traditional horror and it's called Emily and it's um, about Mm -hmm. the uh, author, Emily Brunt, the uh, Withering Heights Mm -hmm. um, book. And it's super Gothic period piece, but it's got some real 
um, you might not expect it, some real horror undertones. And it is fantastic. I loved it. And it still is one of my favorite horror movies of the year. I just love the way that it brings in these different binaries and these different questions about uh, artist and art and, um, and, and education and uh, even questions about uh, faith and struggle and doubt. Like it's all in there and it's a really great movie. Wonderful. Thank you for that. Everybody. So one final thing uh i'm gonna start and you all know what this is i'm you're all gonna answer the question because this is a new year's episode right we've had a great time it's a new year's party noisemakers kazoos um and now we're looking forward um so i want to hear from everyone what is something you are looking forward to this is a different question than what are you hopeful for this is a what are you looking forward to i'm going to start and then we're going to go sequence it the way we just did and we're going to end with reed who is then going to take us out and take us home and end the party and turn the lights on so for me and then it's coming to you dave something i'm looking forward to you know what guys january 10th is my 20th wedding anniversary that's a big deal. Feels like a big deal. And awesome. uh, in February, in February, there's a longer story about why this trip is happening in February, not in January. But that's for another podcast or conversation. Um, in February, uh, uh, my Canadian friends, I'm coming to the Great White North for the first time and going to uh, Banff uh, to the Storm Mountain Lodge. You can look this up at stormmountainlodge.com. It's beautiful. Banff it's is amazing. Gorgeous. My, my, you will my, love Banff. My heart went and pitter pat when I just was looking at it the other night. Uh, and so I'm very excited about the fact that we're going to Banff National Park in um, specifically this particular place for our 20th wedding anniversary in February. Uh, and who knows? Maybe it might be a scouting trip for later this year. I just don't know. Um, uh, uh, that was a political joke. Uh, Dave, what is something you are looking forward to? Well, um, I'm <laughs> I'm actually quite uh, uh, along the same lines as you, funnily enough. Um next year you're looking uh, forward to my 20th wedding anniversary also no it, it is my uh my 20th anniversary is in january of um 2025 i guess but, okay like Close. I, in in a year a year away um oh now here's a question um related to looking forward to i've asked my wife because um i have insisted we did a 70s theme wedding and i have been insisting for a while now the last couple of years that we should do a a 80s theme or 90s theme or like whatever pick pick something to follow up with and i've been arguing that we should do it on the 20th anniversary and she thinks that's absolutely crazy because you only do it on 25. um but in any case that was something i was looking forward to planning this year but <laughs> might not it might not happen but one thing that we are going to have, because New York is um, very, very near and dear to our story, our marriage story, so to speak. And my wife is a huge, huge fan of food fighters. And so we somehow I've been, um, I don't know how many times to see them with her. But anyway, they are playing in Minneapolis in the summer. And I'm really hoping that we uh, are going to be able to get to Minneapolis for a Foo Fighters concert. And then we're going to end up in Toronto for a good friend's um, anniversary uh, party on their end is 25. <laughs> and, um, and then 
uh, finally make it back down to New York, and we really want to spend some time in the larger New York area. So we're hoping to do that in That's the awesome. summer. And um, yeah, hopefully it happens. Very cool. That's exciting. I'm excited for you. Andrew, you're up. What you looking okay. forward to? So I've been working on um, publishing a little uh, like a little zine or a comic book thing, and it's of these comics. Like here's a pencil that lost its point, so so it's a nihilist. Uh-huh. Um, and he's saying God is dead, and then you got like this this guy, and so this he's saying I'm a real son of a bitch. Um, and then you got like the last one I'll share. I'm pretty proud of this one because I've been working. I'm trying to just do like a ton of them. Like this is like I think I need some space. We're still friends though. And like it's astronauts on the moon, Ash, exactly. Uh, or 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 yeah. And and, and it's, it's, we have fun here. Um. Or, or the Department of Redundancy Department, you can say that again, the two guys at the water cooler. <laughs> and so I'm trying to make like a little zine thing, and it's got all manner of characters. You got your yeah. beaver, you got your beaver saying, uh, you know, lots of people think beavers don't do a lot, but we generally give a damn. And oh. <laughs> thank you. I love it. I love it. You could, I feel like a trading card, uh, not trading card, um, a, uh, a greeting card, you know, sort of line is in your future here with this, well, you know, far side style. Uh, um, I've been looking for investors, everyone. That's why I've gathered you here today, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's the fastest growing business. You should, you should just gather us all at the wooden shoe or whatever it's called. <laughs> and uh, the pitch, wooden you know, shoe. A, do, do oh, a pitch yeah. Meeting. And we'll um, all thank you. do the, the challenge of the omelet. Thank yeah. you for your oh, yeah, the egg challenge. Uh, Andrew, thank you for sharing that. That is yep. exciting. And we look forward to that with you. Vera, thank you're up. Um, I have two very sh- brief ones. Number one, um, I have nine more months on my maternity leave. And I'm just looking forward to oh, spending Canada. more time with the baby <laughs> um, because uh, he's very cute and I love him. And number two, uh, I, I shared this with Nathan and Reed is that I got booked to interpret Taylor Swift shows in Toronto, and I am so. How many? All eight of them. That's insane, Vera. You were like my children were equally (laughs) praising and cursing your name at Thanksgiving. (laughs) I was like, y'all, look at this. I'm so sorry. Crazy. Um, It's taken forever for her to come here. So (laughs) you're going to make it worth it. Jackson. I am going to attempt to change careers this year. I've got an eye hey. going back to school and getting my license to be a veterinary technician. Okay. Ooh, that's so, exciting. That's exciting and scary. And, but it'll get me out of the very money driven world that I live in and get me into something that I actually give a damn about. I guess. Sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's Away exciting, with man. people, up with animals. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> we're awesome. excited for you and keep us updated on that. Matt Ruff, what's something you're looking forward to, sir? Well, I, I did kind of jump the gun on this one earlier. It's all right. Talking about, yeah, because this is the problem. When you write all the questions, I just tend to. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> yeah, it all blurs together. But yeah, South America obviously will be great. And and looking forward to the new book. And honestly, I have a, I always have a fun time when I come on with you guys. So I look forward to hanging out with you more this year. Oh, next that's year. awesome. And, and, uh, and. Also, when you were telling your Papa John story before, I, I have to say that 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 struck me as it make the perfect Blumhouse uh, horror movie premise. So um, you should pitch that. And In I what look way? Forward to that. It's it's well, it's kind of like the it's kind of like the one about the uh, the imaginary friend, except it's Papa John's pizza 
which yeah. you tried to keep out of your life and then it mm, comes yes. back in it's <laughs> that garlic sauce you drown sounded, in it. yeah that's that's a kill in the movie they drown in the garlic sauce sounded better in my head but anyway <laughs> 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 you're the writer <laughs> so great awesome. that's fantastic but you pitch that you and that. i will look yeah. forward to it that's okay awesome. yes don't get lost in the amazon or wherever it is you're going uh beckley what you looking forward to uh 2024 i am looking forward to uh planning a vacation and taking the family on another vacation we went on one last year which was a road trip and it was really the, the first time that we went on a true vacation since since even before my son was born he's uh he's 13 now um and then we went we decided to go south and we went uh yeah from from our suburban philadelphia area here and made stops in uh, maryland and uh went to a few uh civil war sites in uh, manassas virginia and uh and we ended up in uh, harper's ferry west virginia and uh loray caverns virginia so we had a great time and uh we even went on a ghost tour in harper's ferry that was that was very fun. Um, so we might go north next time and try to go up to New England or or something up up that way, um, or maybe go west to uh, Pittsburgh. Or that's very nice too. But some and, travel, some yeah, travel in the Beckley family. Also future. looking forward to uh, finally getting a bicycle. I haven't had a bike in a long time, and and my day job part of it is that I I do uh, land use planning for uh, trails, and part of that is for people who bike. And I don't, I don't even have a bike myself. <laughs> but I've, I've I've long been uh, I've long had uh, hiking as as an activity I love to partake in, but I don't have a bike, so I should finally well, get a bike and then just zoom around. Yeah, that's awesome. Suburbs here, yeah. you know, if it goes missing, you can always look for it in the basement of the Alamo. Ooh, Denise, yeah, yeah. you are up, sister. <laughs> um. Well, honestly, I have two as well, and mine are a combination of some of the people have already said. Um. I have a almost sixteen month old kid. Um, my first and only kid, and uh, I am going to really look forward to continuing to watch him grow. Um, he's he's my little mini-me um, in the adorable ways and uh, in some pretty frustrating ones, too. Um, and uh, then the other one is we are going to be taking a family vacation this summer uh, to San Antonio. Um we love san antonio um yeah we just we love san antonio but it's not it's not just gonna be me my husband and my kid but it's also gonna be my brother and his kid um my mom and my dad uh and so we're all going together and so it's gonna be really awesome and really annoying um but it's gonna be great um yeah so i'm okay okay but it's mixed emotions i'm sensing there (laughs) you've met darren well, I have. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm close and personal. So, um, Matt. <laughs> yeah, Matt Murray. <laughs> you, uh, yeah, I'm going to keep it on brand as as the Corey Gamer. So I'm looking forward to Series 3 of Final Girl from Van Ryder Games, the uh, newest installment of the, the popular solo board game. Uh, I think they uh, just every time they come out with new content, it's amazing. It's overwhelming. It's incredible. And it's... Uh, uh, best day of the year when you see that giant ass box on your front porch. So <laughs> it's, it's true. It's Indeed. true. Yeah. It's huge. No one else gets it, but yes. 
Awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. What about you, Reed? What's something you're looking forward to, brother? Man, uh, so so I've, I've I've labored over this question. Uh, so this this is going to sound a bit like I'm trying to wax poetic and philosoph and philosophical, possibly, but this is this is my sincere answer. There's a lot of things on the on the horizon. Um, 2023 was a hard year. 2024 feels like it's a year with just brimming with possibility. Um, uh, some things on the horizon. My son's going to be transitioning from sixth to seventh grade. Um, so he's getting into like that sort of middle school range out of grade school kind of area. Um, uh, my wife has some uh, hopes and, and and ambitions and dreams for her uh, individual career as well. I have some as well that are that are on the horizon that I'm hopeful for. Um, and so with all of these transitions on the horizon, obviously, there's going to be fun things like Everybody has mentioned going on vacations and seeing, uh, you know, taking trips and and visiting our favorite places. There's movies I'm looking forward to. All of these wonderful things. Uh, but my honest and sincere answer to the question is: with so many transitions on the horizon, I'm looking forward to meeting and getting to know who we are all going to be next. Um, that is my honest and sincere answer. We have some transitions on the horizon, and I'm looking forward to seeing where we're going to go how we're going to change who we're going to be and uh and I am sincerely and earnestly looking forward to to getting to know who we're all going to be next um and uh and I'm very very appreciative for all, each and every one of you spending your time with us here tonight this is man I have just had so much fun uh I have a huge appetite after all these I want to visit every single one of these places <laughs> I would fail the omelet challenge but I would take the omelet challenge um and uh and so I'm just very very thankful sincerely this uh, puts the fear of God for the year in the books. Uh, we may have a, a B-side on the horizon, so patrons especially be on the lookout for that. Um, but we, Nathan and I uh, mean this from the bottom of our hearts. We are very, very, very appreciative of you, you know, taking the time to spend time with us. Those of you who are guests on the show, uh, even if it's happened once, twice, multiple times, we're very appreciative of you spending your time with us. Those of you who listen to us every week, we're incredibly appreciative. Um, we don't take it for granted, and it means a whole lot to us. So we say from the bottom of the hearts that that we love you guys uh, very, very much. And as we say on every episode, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, but not the end of the conversation. And in that spirit, we encourage all of you to fear nothing else and to be on your way rejoicing. We hope you have a wonderful, wonderful new year. Uh, stay safe, stay healthy. Thank you all very much, and we'll see you in 2024. Thank you, everybody. Happy New Year! <laughs> 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 That's amazing. That's... <laughs> the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, but not the end of the conversation. And you can continue the conversation in a variety of ways. Start by visiting the fear of God podcast.com for links to our social media and episode archive essays, merchandise, and more. If you love what we do, consider becoming a patron by visiting patreon.com slash the fear of God podcast, where you will unlock exclusive bonus episodes, extended standard episodes, online events, and so much more. Special thanks to Jacob Hunt of tracermatula.com for our artwork. Our assortment of talented musicians, Andrew Nelson, the Island family, and Jackson Harper for our varied show tunes. And to Lee Wright and Reed Lackey for our theme music. 
Special thank you also to Tyler Smith at MoreThanOneLesson.com. Lastly, be sure to subscribe to us on your podcast platform of choice. And if you listen to us through Apple Podcasts, we would greatly appreciate a rating and a review. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Hi, everybody.